BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome, everybody. Everybody ready? John, Ken, you built it in? You're addressing yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Deborah Mark, our flight attendant? Are the doors armed and locked? Yes. Yeah. Can I get you a for cocktail? Yes. Cocktails, anyone? I, I would love a cocktail. Cocktails, anyone? Yes. Yeah. By the way, passengers, if you can't see her, it's a little lady. She's very tiny. <laughs> you might miss her coming down the aisle. Uh, we're going to have uh, the Republican candidate for governor coming on the show in the four o'clock hour. Does anybody know who that is? Brian Dolly. Very good. You passed the first test. Congratulations. Making his second appearance on the program. Uh, he is. Yes. He was on just uh, a few weeks ago. I went to look up how many votes he got in June to finish second. I forgot to do that. But, Eight. Uh, <laughs> that many, huh? Eight, yeah. He got eight. Um, well, second place is all that matters. For that that's round, true. You know? Right. What happened to Michael Schellenberger? He only got three? Seven. Or? Oh, seven. It was you have these numbers right off the top huh? of your head. Oh, I, I memorized it, yeah. You, <laughs> you memorized the June numbers results you know. for governor. It's very good. Yeah. And Newsom got 10, I guess. Uh, he got 52. It was, <laughs> it was a small turnout. Yeah, 52. Yeah, oh, that is a landslide. Clearly, clearly nobody cares anymore in this state. So. <laughs> they really do not care anymore to keep this doofus around. And now you know, he's going to be president. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, Biden went to Florida. We'll talk about that later to survey the hurricane damage. And... Uh, uh, shouted an expletive yeah, at the had, mayor of Fort Myers, which had, people are puzzled over. So, um, another uh, like a mob expletive, I would call it something like that. Yeah, another something dem- a mob guy would say. Another dementia anger fit from him. <laughs> Maybe it is. Uh, <laughs> we have an update on the story we brought you yesterday during the three o'clock hour. We had a woman on whose husband was attacked by a vagrant up in Studio City. A couple of vagrants had camped on the property. Uh, the family sort of lives on an embankment and sloped down, and then there's businesses down there. And, well, the husband decided to go out there and uh, talk them into uh, moving on. And that didn't work out too well when one of the vagrants grabbed a long metal pole and uh, slammed it into the back of our, uh, of our homeowner. And he suffered terrible injuries, including rib injuries and uh, well, scapula injury. And- yeah, a cracked scapula. Crack scapula. scapula. Yeah. Right. So Broke. he's still in the hospital. Uh, uh, so much so that uh, the wife who came on the show, she didn't want it. Her name was Cecilia. She didn't want to reveal his name, which I thought was kind of interesting. But she agreed to do interviews because she thinks uh, they needed to find this guy. 
And they did. It turns out while we were on the air with her yesterday, uh, they were making the arrest. And apparently the arrest was made around 2.30 in the afternoon. The person arrested is Joshua Anthony Torres. Um, what had happened was, I mean, this is a vagrant, right? So they don't go far. And they handed out flyers because there was surveillance video pictures of him that were issued. Uh, the twist here is that apparently he dresses in women's clothes. Did you look at the picture, John? You uh, can see that kind of picture of him in women's clothes. I don't know if I got that. I think I got a print out of the story. Yeah, the but, uh, Daily News from City News Service has. Well, they got it from Channel Seven, a screenshot. Uh huh. And um, I, I puzzled over it yesterday. Now that I look at today, I was kind of skimming through it yesterday. Yeah, it almost looks like he's wearing a, a halter top. Uh huh. That's lovely. And uh, sort of a especially in warm a shawl, weather. sort of a wrap around the middle, uh -huh. and carrying a handbag. Is that right? Oh, and wearing what appears to be yoga pants. <laughs> oh, you should get a look at that if you can, John. All right, because, wait, wait. Uh, the, uh, L.A. Daily News? Yeah, the Daily News via okay. City News Service. I must have It's at the got, top I, of the story, the surveillance. That. So someone like that would might be recognizable, and sure enough, he was camping. Camping. Oh, <laughs> I saw that word. I just laughed. They found oh. him camping. Like he's seriously out there just fishing for the day or something you know, on a camping trip. Uh, down in, near the L.A. River. Oh, really? Is that how journalists are referring to this as camping now? Uh, in fact, that's what it says in the City News Service story. Police arrested Joshua Anthony Torres while he was camping along the Los Angeles River. He's according got cleavage. to the LAPD. Huh? He's got cleavage. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I guess so. It, and, it's, and kind of a short woman's haircut. And it's like a, a tank top. If you didn't know and you glanced at the picture, you might think that was a woman walking along. but that, Right, uh, yeah. But is that, is, who, uh, that is an effeminate uh, outfit yeah. that he has on there. Right. Uh, oh, it says that uh, a neighbor came out and took pictures of him. I thought this was surveillance video, but I guess a neighbor heard all the noise and came out and so, took a picture of the suspect dressed in women's clothing. All right. So did he did he do this as oh, a disguise? Oh, and then they got video surveillance, too. He did this as uh, a disguise after he whacked... Uh, uh, that's a good that question. I, or it says it, the homeowner, the next door neighbor came out right after the attack. I don't think so. I think he was wearing so this. So it's a guy dressed as a woman who's whacking a homeowner with, with a metal pipe or rod yes. or whatever it was. Yes. And he's, he's, he is a, a parolee with multiple felony convictions. Yeah, the frustrating thing is we cannot find out specifically what those felony convictions are. They're not detailed in this story, and I haven't seen them anywhere else. But this also fits the profile of what we've been dealing with. You know what I thought of? Remember the guy, the vagrant in downtown L.A. who was clubbing women? Yeah. And we found out he had done this before, and they, they put him in diversion. They would send him to, like, quote, mental health services diversion. rather than jail. Yeah, they call it diversion. I know. I this can't is the big new thing now at the I, L.A. County Board of Supervisors. I can't stand that word. Everybody's it's, going to diversion. It's another euphemism for... No consequences, doesn't matter, let him go. We'll yeah, he went on, he's attacking women still. Yeah, we'll stick him in a room for a few hours and call it diversion, or therapy, or counseling, or whatever the uh, the buzzword uh, BS of the week is. I wouldn't be surprised if in the prosecution of somebody like this, they do the same thing. Well, you know, he's destitute, and he was uh, desperate, and he got angry, and he just, in a flash of anger, he struck out at somebody. Well, Let's yeah. give him diversion. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he did strike out somebody. He could have killed him. He should be put in prison. He's dangerous. He has been booked He's on nuts. assault with a deadly weapon, a no-bail parole warrant. 
So, because he's on parole for all of those oh. felonies, and I think if you take a metal rod and you slam somebody well, in the yeah, back, I, I really that want, might be a violation of parole. I want a list of the felonies. By the way, the guy's thirty-seven. He's well past the point where uh, he should have he should have stopped doing this stuff. It means he's he's going to be a lifelong a lifelong violent freak. Yeah. You well, the people in the neighborhood got together. Apparently, they distributed flyers with this guy's picture and some guy bicycling on the trail at the LA River saw him and said oh that looks like the guy in the flyer and that's how they caught him because this was pretty quick I mean this was only what a day after the attack yeah but Um, you're right it's like they're homeless they can't really get that far Uh, oh it was Friday to Tuesday so it was three days after the attack I I don't know I, I, I just don't understand why people want to live like this uh you know I I this somebody posted this story uh, about the uh, metal pole attack on the West Side Next Door app, and and you know it got a, it got mostly outrage that this happened, but only one guy out of maybe fifty comments said the obvious. It's like this is because of how you all vote. That's why yeah. this is going on. It's how you all vote. That's right. Because and that, the only people that can change this are the people that uh, enforce the laws or that, don't enforce the laws in this case. That 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 is the only. That's the only proper reaction anybody should have. Why is this happening? Because of how you vote. If you see it any other way, then you are the problem, too. You've created this. Yeah, most people just go, oh, this is terrible. This has oh. got to stop. I can't believe this. I don't uh, reckon. It's, well, well, not in this neighborhood. Man, that well. never happens. Is, is this an Ithia Raman uh, neighborhood? Ah, uh, good question. Yeah, I don't know her, who the council her, person is. Yeah, because yeah, her, she does wind through that area. You're yeah, right. she goes from Studio City to Sherman Oaks, I think. Right, uh, she actually is Los Feliz too. It's like a weird district. Yeah, it goes map. over. It, oh, it's Paul Krikorian? Oh, he's a dog. Uh, oh. they're, 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 they're all the same. It, it didn't matter, did it? No, it didn't matter. <laughs> None of them care. None of them care how, how many of us get to beaten to death. Makes no difference to them. No conscience in any of these city council people. All right, uh, we got more on the vagrants when we come back. It's actually my favorite story of the day. I heard this story on a news report this morning, and a spokeswoman from Metro said something that just stuck in my head for hours. It's about vagrants ending up in Long Beach. Let's call it the end of the blue line story. Mm-hmm. That's the train that ends up there. The vagrant and express. And the vagrants just ride the train till the train hits its finish point, and then they're they're told to get off. Well, guess what? They're not leaving Long Beach. And that's upsetting some residents. Johnny Kent Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Well, there's another aspect of the story concerning the LAPD officer who died during the training exercise back in May. And his family is not accepting the official story that it was an accident. This little piece of news will come your way after 2.30. And it involves a chocolate penis. See if you can figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, we'll tell you what that is and how it fits into the story. That that, uh, uh, that phrase rarely comes up. Chocolate it does. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd want one of those. Not even at Easter or Halloween. Imagine huh? putting those in kids' bags. <laughs> I think you'd get arrested. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> is that what you really? did one year? An obscenity law, you think? Or <laughs> uh, no, I. <laughs> don't, Anything can be made out of chocolate. Don't go there. Way. He hands out chocolate penises. <laughs> Yummy, there's a cavity. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about the vagrant problem. This time we're going to Long Beach. And I heard a news report on this story this morning. And one of the spokesholes for Metro had quite the line that stuck in my head for hours. 
What we're talking about is it, the blue line. The blue line goes from downtown Los Angeles all the way down to Long Beach. If you've ever been on the 110 freeway, you can see the train go by. Uh, it's the oldest. I think it's like the oldest subway line. Uh, it's now called the A-Line. They changed it. Okay, but it was the blue line. That's how most people knew it. So the situation is that there are some people in Long Beach who are not happy. They're claiming that their homeless population has spiked 62% over the past two years. And one of the things they're blaming is the A-Line Homeless Express. And here's why. That stop at the end of the A-Line in Long Beach is about when the train ends for the day, about one in the morning. When the last train hits that Long Beach station at about 1 a.m., everybody has to get off because the train is taken away and cleaned. And as the Metro spokeswoman said it this morning, they have lots of work to do. You wouldn't believe how much bodily fluids they have to clean every time that train comes in. <laughs> and I thought, really? I've ridden the trains for years. I was a commuter in New York. I didn't leave behind bodily fluids. Is that what she this said? Is a she did, yes, bodily fluids. And she yeah, actually said that on camera. She it was on the radio. On the radio. It was a phone interview. A phone interview. And so, she said, because here's the reason. People are saying, well, do you have to take the train out of service? Because when you tell the bums to get off, they stay in Long Beach, right? So the thinking is, don't take the train out of service. It'll start again from there and head back north. So her response was, no, we have to take the trains to be clean of the bodily fluids. Because all those bombed, bums have just peed and pooped all over the train. Oh, and don't forget bled. And bled. And uh, God knows what other bodily you fluids. You want to go to the Family Feud board for how oh. many bodily fluids can you make? <laughs> There's spit, saliva. Oh, yeah, keep going. <laughs> Pus? <laughs> More? <laughs> you're missing a big one. Oh, am I? Vomit? Huh? No. Did, you're missing out. Oh, what else? People, when they pleasure themselves. Oh, you're right. Yes. You're right. See, I win. A load, yeah. <laughs> Yes, well, that's pretty win. good. You, what did we come up you with? You got was probably what was the number one answer, yes. What do we got, like six or seven different kinds of bodily <laughs> fluids you can get on the A-line? That's, that's the question. <laughs> Name six bodily fluids. Found on the A-line train. Found on the A-line train. <laughs> According to the cleaning crews, what are the top seven bodily fluids found at the end of the line? <laughs> nice. Who wants that job? <laughs> so the debate in this press telegram article is, well, what do we do? And the other part of this is, well, 1 a.m., we don't have any outreach workers, you see. <laughs> they show up about 3 in the morning to start dealing, but by then some of the homeless have wandered off. So, so, then, so then have the outreach workers show up at 1 why, why is that not, so hard? They're probably union. It's probably well, not a time they want to work. How about this one? Don't allow homeless people to spend the day going up and down and up and down while they unload all their fluids. Yeah, that didn't come into play here no. from anybody in this story. And, and, and Gina Osborne is Metro's chief safety officer. Oh, there's a job. Did, you know, I think today... She might have been the one I heard that talked about the bodily fluid. Yeah, what a fool. Today Isn't today the day that's uh, California Clean Air Day? Have you heard oh, this it is. nonsense? Yes, I did hear that this yes. morning. This, this nonsense. And people are encouraged to take uh, take a walk to work. Oh, that's bicycle. right. Today is free Metro Transit Day. Free Metro. That's right. 
It is free buses and trains today in L.A. And, County. And, I'm, and they're trying to encourage people to take the train. Well, how are they going to take the train when there's dozens of vagrants leaving their bodily fluids? The seven deadly fluids all over each train car. We've heard this complaint before about residents in other areas that these trains come in, particularly when it's end of the line. Yeah, the gold line, and, right? And when the bums are pushed off the trains, they just hang out there. What, what town in... Uh, one guy says many of us carry pepper spray to protect us. We're in fear and we need it for safety. Then what? you have a couple of council members who, uh, and you could have guessed this was going to happen, who said, well, we don't know yet if Metro is the cause of this problem. We need to do an investigation first. Just because there's more homeless people here doesn't mean it's because they're all getting off the end of the line train. I don't know. Oh, that makes nice. common sense to of me. Of course it is. Because remember the gold line going to the Pasadena area? I forgot what town the people were complaining that at the end of the day, the, the vagrants filed off the gold line. Right. And they were filling up one of the towns near Pasadena. I don't remember which one it was. Did you see this statistic in the article? Long Beach counted a total of 3,296 people who were homeless this year. According to a report, that's up from 2034 in 2020. Of those surveyed, homeless services manager Paul Duncan said 55% reported they became homeless within Long Beach, 78% within Los Angeles County. But that means 45% probably were in other parts of the county and just rode the train down. Took the train in, right. And I didn't become homeless in Long Beach, but I traveled here and stayed here, well, and now I'm homeless here. Well, yeah, because you can live on the trains for uh, 20 hours a day. It's a way to kill time, and sometimes yeah. it's warm in there if it's a chilly day or if it's a and, rainy and day. The, Not that that happens a lot. Or air-conditioned, right? Air-conditioned, exactly. Right, so you can sleep. You sit on the, you're sure, you stretch out, and nobody's going to bother you. And you don't even need to go to the bathroom. Just do it there. And you could, you could, you could uh, leave the train, stop for some food, then come back on the next one. Right. It's a good life. In fact, the buses and trains are filled with these creeps, which is why normal people don't take them. So even, some of the people are asking Metro to stop taking the train out of service and forcing the bums off. As no, one stop letting the bums on. Plan. And another one is to bring the outreach workers there earlier to see if they can't get these people into shelters. I, yeah, but like, they'll still be homeless in Long Beach. Like, like, uh, like the outreach works. Why don't we get off that fiction? Most of that <laughs> outreach doesn't work. That's a waste of time. It's a failure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can't believe the same tired phrases, the same tired cliches. Oh, we need to get outreach workers there. Your stupid outreach workers are bums, too. They have no influence. It doesn't work. Apparently, Long the Beach has... aren't interested. ...have quality of life officers in the Long Beach police. Quality of life officers. Yeah, that's more BS. So another idea is to put Metro police officers on the train and survey the passengers... <laughs> To determine how many are unhoused and in need of service. I guess and before they even get. And, and <laughs> yeah, no. then kick them off. No, no, take care you of them. Kick them off. Or Refer ha- them to shelters. They've got all it. They've all got issues. Well, then how come every night, 365 nights a year, they've got to spend hours cleaning up bodily fluids? You know, if they you do, had. Yeah, the if trains you, need a scrubbing. If you had police on the train, then nobody would be allowed to uh, 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 expel any fluids or solids. Right, because as soon as someone started that action, the cop would uh, pick him up uh, by the collar and uh, drag him off. Yeah. All right, uh, we got more coming up. We'll talk about the chocolate peanut story. Can't believe it's the stuff we talk about. I really can't. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to talk about the gas prices again at 
three o'clock, you probably heard that OPEC Plus has decided to cut back production. That's not going to help us just because these things tend to uh, boomerang around the world. More coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. A binge-worthy show about Jesus? The Chosen Season 3 is here. Come and see what the buzz is about. The Chosen explores the imperfect and messy relationships of real humans following Jesus. All Season 3 episodes are available now. Stream every episode for free. Plus, watch exclusive content like The After Show, only in the new Chosen app. Download the Chosen app on mobile and TV streaming devices. Visit BingeJesus.com to learn more. We're going to get in trouble. We're playing too much music, Ben. We can't do that. I had the, the button pressed. That's in. against the podcast rules, don't you know? What are you doing? Now Eric has oh. to work and delete part of that music. <laughs> He's going to be sweating for what, like three minutes? Four it takes minutes? got to delete all of it. Yeah. Oh, all of it, see? Okay. There you go. So, uh, so the podcast people never hear the exciting music beds that bring us back to the show. Correct, because the music people want their money. <laughs> oh, it would cost extra to run oh, yeah, the music yeah. online. The rights, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, all I, right. well, I, I get I, Sirius XM satellite radio. You should see the, the part of my bill for paying for these music rights now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're getting charged individually for the music rights. <laughs> no, you do too. You have the satellite, don't you? My radio? I don't get a separate bill for music rights. There's no, no, no. It comes with the same bill, but if they break it down for you. Oh, do they? They sure do. You never look at anything. You're just so rich, you just hand out money and who cares? <laughs> right? Go to the supermarket, just throw things in the basket. Whatever. Just swipes the credit card aimlessly. Yeah, swipe, 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 swipe. Or just throws a pile of bills in the air. Hey, keep the change. <laughs> See you later. Take what you want. <laughs> All right. Guess who's coming on the show at 3.05? Well, I didn't confirm this with Ray, but I think it, it's true. Yes, he is coming on. This, we're going to one of the experts of the experts in California. At least people say that. Severin Borenstein, an energy economist at UC Berkeley, has studied California gas prices for many, many years. So we will ask the guru the questions about the high gas prices. Here's the latest numbers. 641 a gallon in California. That's the average. It's even higher here in L.A. Oh, yes, it is. Up 96 cents in two weeks. And the price difference... Dizzying, they called it in the story. Dizzying. Dizzying. I know. I feel lightheaded just reading it. <laughs> and the price differential between California and the rest of the country is now $2.60 a gallon. However, in some states, like Florida... Florida! you think they'd have some kind of energy shortage there, right? Hmm. Whole state's flooded out. It's $3.23 cheaper in Florida for a gallon of gasoline than California. It must be around 320. Yeah. Right. Tell yeah. me again that uh, Newsom is a better governor than Ron DeSantis. $3.23 cheaper in Florida for a gallon of gas. Well, the guest we had on a couple of weeks ago has a great quote in this article you're reading from, Tom Closa. Yes. He's an analyst with OPIS, the Oil Price Information Service. He's got it right. He says the long-term problem remains the same. How do you treat an industry that you want to put out of business? How do you do that without alienating your constituents with $10 a gallon gas prices? He's absolutely right. That's what's happening. It's Wait. been a war on the refineries for a while here in California, and they've cut back operations, and the number of refineries is way down. So that's going to affect production and supply. Simple. We had 50 refineries in the state, and because of Newsom and Jerry Brown's policies, we're down to 16. It's gone from and Schwarzenegger's policies, too. Three yeah, it started in three the clowns. 2000s. So right. we had 50, now we have 16. 
and and they're going to keep closing, and we're going to end up with no refineries, and only California fineries, refineries make that stupid summer blend that we use for half the year. Because we're doing the right thing. We're moving away from carbon. Don't you know? Oh, my God. I can't. You know what? This is what it's like to have a religious cult running a state. Now we're, now we're seeing people who have uh, really a, a, just a mental disorder. I mean, it's a mental disorder to have this kind of obsession with uh, the, the, the climate. The Mother Earth has been offended. We've, we've been very, we've treated Mother Earth very badly. We must repent. We must uh, bow in shame for what we've done. Crazy. Uh, They're crazy people. Yesterday, during the 5 o'clock hour, we had an attorney on this show by the name of Brad Gage. He represents the mother of an LAPD officer. That officer's name is Houston Tipping. He died about a week after a spinal cord injury that he suffered during a training exercise. This was back in May. This is LAPD or at the training academy. Tipping was a bicycle officer. And I'll explain again the latest story I'm reading about supposedly what they were doing at the time. Tipping suffered the spinal cord injury. But the bombshell that we learned this week is that the lawyer and the family is contending that Houston Tipping may have been investigating an allegation that several LAPD officers raped a woman. And we'll give you more on that in a moment. But um, the new development from the wonderful Daily Mail, which actually talked to Brad Gage and others, is that uh, Houston Tipping, some years back, got a sergeant fired because he lied in an internal affairs investigation involving a chocolate penis. You know, I vaguely remembered this story. I remember Steve or somebody reporting on it. It's hard to forget a chocolate penis story. Uh, yeah. Apparently, a, a fellow officer brought a chocolate penis into work as a joke. Tipping revealed that the sergeant lied to internal affairs about the joke. So I don't think Tipping reported the penis. He reported but, the lie. But he reported the lie. As a result, the sergeant was fired. As a result of that, Brad Gage said the sergeant's friends were not happy. Mm. And the reason that enters into this story is that if he also was investigating a potential sex assault by LAPD officers, he may not have been on the, the good list no. with fellow officers. Well, and that's why the family is suspicious about what happened to him during this training exercise. Well, Gage says the friends of that sergeant, and I assume they're police officers, were present at the fatal training exercise. And he thinks one of the four officers accused in this sex assault report may have also been there. All right. But the officer that Gage was grappling with, it was a grappling exercise to simulate mob violence, and that's when Gage's spine got damaged. I don't know if he's any of those categories, whether he's involved with the chocolate penis or he's involved with the sex assault. I... I mean, that would be the big question, wouldn't it? Um, yes, but n now we've got, we've got two stories here involving people who were at, supposedly at the, uh, the training exercise where he died. See, yesterday I was, I was really baffled because the official story, and the official story is backed by Michael Moore, who's the uh, police chief. And, and he, he, he and told guy, it to the police commission yesterday. Yeah, he's a dope and a puppet. But I didn't get the sense that he was corrupt, right? Just my impression. Okay. So I'm wondering, okay, the police chief is backing this story that the whole thing was just a terrible accident. And now you have the story about, well, tipping 
was investigating the rape. One of the alleged rapists is a cop who's at the training exercise. Then Tipping was also involved in reporting the uh, chocolate penis incident. Friends he may have had a reputation, right? Of being, of being a goody goody. A rat. Right? Yeah, a goody goody ratted out other cops. And a, so, a weasel. And sometimes uh, there's retribution. Yeah, they this teach is you. It's not an unbelievable possibility. But so Moore doesn't know any of this, or he's pretending not to know any of this? Like somebody is lying big time. Gage is going out on a on a on a big limb here with these now, stories if if they're not true. The sex assault story is kind of weird too. The way it's reported in the Daily Mail, Brad Gage told them that the rape that Tipping was investigating occurred in a house in Northridge in June of last year. He wrote a report on the rape. The woman said, "Oh, she had a massage tool placed uh, in her private part during the sex assault." A massage tool. He added that during the alleged rape, the officers were all in uniform. The victim was able to name three or four, seeing their names on their badges. Does that really make sense? I, anyway. I don't know. Uh, the initial report of the incident didn't mention a rape, nor did it mention that some of those involved were cops. It was two lines long and referred to the incident only as an attack. But then Tipping began investigating the incident and the allegation of rape became apparent. Well, that's suspicious. No police report is two lines long. Uh, not well. They're claiming it's the initial report just to get yeah. the investigation going. But you're and right. That not, does not, sound... nothing is two lines long. <laughs> not in government. No. You know, woman how, reports attack. That's how, it. You know how complicated and word, wordy and jargon filled police reports are. I know. So, I, I, well, then we have three weird stories, right? We do. We we we've got we've got the uh, the actual death. And there's two stories connected to the death, the official one, that it was they were grappling in a training exercise, and then this idea that the cops gained revenge on tipping and just beat him to death. All right, so that's that's two stories for one incident there. Then you have the chocolate penis story, and now you have this rape story. And and there's two versions of that. One that it, it was just an attack, no detail, and then it's a full-blown four-person rape, three of them cops, and she can identify three of the four. I mean, that is that is a lot of material there, and it seems like everything is in dispute. It's weird. It is weird. The story about the training exercise is that, and this is the latest version of it, is that Tipping was playing the role of a suspect, attacking an officer mounted on a bicycle. Tipping was struck with a foam baton, dropped to one knee to simulate the strike with a real baton. From there... Officer Tipping then lifted the other officer, the student officer, from the ground, and the officer's arm went around Tipping's neck, wrapping towards the front of his neck and throat. They fell to the floor, and Tipping's neck remained in that grasp, and that's what damaged his spinal cord. And there you go. And, of course, the other part about this, the family was questioning other injuries on Tipping's body, including injuries to his head, which the official report says was done to try to save his life with some sort of procedure. And then injuries to his ribs, which they said was the CPR which they performed, uh, apparently, uh, for quite a while on him. You know, he did it, survive for almost a week. It, it, is, it is very rare for a cop to die in a training exercise. Yeah, and, I think years ago, somebody fell or something. I'm yeah, I mean, to... it, it's not impossible, but it's very rare. And the guy who has the training exercise accident is involved in two whistleblowing. I know. Cases. That's why and, I'm keeping an eye on this story. I can't let it go because it's still too weird. And cops from both of those cases supposedly were in attendance for the training exercise. That's too many, too many coincidences there.
All right, we got more. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 3 o'clock, our guest will be from UC Berkeley, Severin Borenstein, who uh, has spent many years studying the ups and downs of gas prices in the state of California. We'll get his reaction. Of course, the big news today, OPEC Plus has decided to cut production because they believe that the uh, cost of oil has dropped too much. And they want to get ahead of a possible recession. As one economist calls it, the recession tunnel. (laughs) Who knows when we come out of that tunnel? Anyway, uh, we'll talk about this because that could obviously send prices even higher because of the whole world effect of this. We're paying $3.23 more than they're paying in Florida. $3.23 more per gallon. Per gallon. Per gallon. Imagine you got a 20-gallon tank. That's over 60 bucks extra you're paying for your tank of gas compared to uh, compared to Florida. The hell? 323. The international benchmark for oil prices is called Brent is has sagged as low as $84 in recent days. Most of the summer months it was over 100. Uh, US crude rose to almost $88 today and the international benchmark did go up to $93. Mm-hmm. That's what they like. So OPEC Plus is not only, you know, the Middle Eastern countries. It's an assortment of uh, Russian-affiliated countries that are also involved in this announcement. Yeah, good. That's great. Give the power. The Stooges of Putin countries. Yeah, give the power to Russia and and to the uh, Arab nations, right? When we're sitting on tons of oil here in California and we can't touch it. It it, is so stupid. It is so, so, so stupid. Because in these Russian, in Russia and the Russian affiliated countries and in all the uh, Arab countries, that they're going to pump the oil that we're not. Every gallon we don't pump, somebody else is going to pump. You have the same amount of fossil fuel greenhouse gases going into the air. It just goes into the air over there instead of here. But the atmosphere is one connected thing. So we're not saving anything by having the the oil drilled for and refined in other states and other countries. You're not saving anything out of the atmosphere. We're all using the same amount as we always did. This is why I don't understand this policy. This policy makes no sense. Ridiculous. We'll talk about it after 3 o'clock on the John and Ken show. Well, we found out in today's animal report that Deborah Mark has something in common with a camel. With a camel? This is true. <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of good jokes there, huh? <laughs> there um, sure is. Well, uh, no, I'm not going to. You can <laughs> kick it off, John. Yeah, go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, I'll tell you privately. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, the story is that Deborah Mark and the camel, and the one we're talking about is a rescue camel in Las Vegas, they both love In-N-Out French fries. Ooh. <laughs> that right. So last night or the night before, a man apparently took his camel through the drive-thru at an in and out. I love this. In Las Vegas. People were jumping out of their cars, taking pictures. Uh, it turns out it is a rescue camel Aww. from rescue Colorado that lives in a sanctuary in the Las Vegas area. Was this uh, camel uh, abandoned or abused? Probably. Don't have like, the camel's like, name or history. Where, but where, where do you pick up a rescue camel? Well, he found he got it in Colorado. Right, but where? Right. Somebody probably had one as a pet and then just abandoned it. 
Or, you know, somebody could, this can happen anywhere. They could have released one or two into the wild, and before you know it, they're reproducing. Then you have some wild camels running around. What What's that process like? Well, we'll be talking this kind of thing later in the show with feral donkeys when we give Deborah Mark a lesson in how things really work in the, in the uh, animal Do I world. have something in common with those two? With that story? No. Okay, no. good. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so this camel drew a very large crowd. People stopped by to take photos. Mm. Uh, I, I was surprised, too, John, that there was a rescue camel. I've heard of many rescue creatures, but... In well, this country, I just, I just want to know what the what the backstory is for this. I want to know if the camel enjoyed uh, the cam- if the camel enjoyed the fries as much as I do. Well, he apparently learned that the camel is a French fry fan, so he thinks that he would enjoy In and Out. And it looks like I, all I have in the picture is he's leading the camel up to the drive-through. Oh, that's so cute! Because it is a a mode of transportation, right? Well, well sure. Yes. You ever, you ever ride a camel? No, I did, I did. Yes, yeah, I did in Morocco. I don't ride once. animals. I did in Morocco too. When did you go to Morocco? Uh, I think the same day you did. <laughs> hey, look at that. You're in the picture. <laughs> oh, no, they dressed me up in the whole traditional gear and stuff. The wrap around my head. I look like a... Oh, and I have a picture of me on a camel. Oh, so do I. I. I sh- same picture. Why don't you guys send me your pictures and then I'll post it. Uh, we'll see how many likes I've rode a camel, get. too. You rode a camel, oh, too? See, Deborah yeah, Mark is the only one that I has it. I am the only one, and I I'm also, not going to. I rode a second camel in Israel once. Wow. So I've, oh, I've seen two camels. That's where I rode mine. How that- about that? <laughs> I didn't know they had camels in Israel. Oh, yeah. It was part of my birthright trip. It was a whole excursion. Oh, wow. When we stayed at the Bedouin tents. Oh, oh gee, you went... Uh, I stayed out in the middle of the desert in Israel one night. An authentic tour here, huh? Oh, yeah. Deborah, you never rode a camel? I have not. Well, you're probably one of those types that she doesn't have. believe. I don't John, believe you should that, ride no. animals. No, I would go and hang out with the camel. I would, I would pet the camel. It's I would lead the camel up. on a leash to uh, in in and out, like the this very nice rescuer did. But no, I don't. It's fun I, being on top of their humps yeah, there. I yeah, well, I found it a little way. rocky and a little bit uh, <laughs> uncomfortable. Not as bad as the time I got on an elephant. That was impossible. Oh, John, I'm sure you've ridden on an elephant as well, right? Yes, and that was scary. So have I. <laughs> I'm so left out here. Gosh. All right, I rode on a hippo. Can you beat that? <laughs> I no, rode I on can't. a shark. <laughs> a shark. All right, you win. All right, coming up next, we're going to be talking uh, gas prices. And our guest is someone that should know a lot about it. He's quoted in many articles around the state. Severin Bornstein is an energy economist at UC Berkeley who's been studying California gas prices for quite a few years. Can he explain the 96-cent Increase per gallon over the past two weeks in California that many have experienced. Johnny Kent Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.